Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's dive into today's episode. All right. Well, I'm so happy to have my friend Lucy here with us today. And Lucy, as you know, we talked about this already, that without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to you and have you tell us whatever you want to share about yourself and who you are. Hi, Karen. Hi, fellow speaker sister. I love being here. I had Karen on my show, the Lucy Lou show as well. And we are both advocates for confidence and living a beautiful life. So I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. Yes. Tell us about you. Tell us a little bit about your background, what you do and how you help people and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So I personally transformed my own life from feeling overstressed, unhappy and unhealthy at one point to now living my life of true confidence, joy, fulfillment, mindfulness. So that's what I do. I love to help other women to make that kind of life changing transformations. And of course, I've made many bold moves in my life in order to make that happen. And I hope by being here, I hope to inspire you to do the same. Yay. Tell us about one of those bold moves. You put that out there. Now I got to ask. Ooh, wow. Okay. So my biggest limiting belief of my entire life was that my name is Lucy Liu. <laughs> so obviously there's a celebrity out there by the name of Lucy Liu. So I always felt like in I guess I'm, I feel I'm confident, mm -hmm. but there's always a layer of me underneath that felt like I was nobody compared to her oh. because wow, she's amazing. And, and I can't even hate her because she's so talented <laughs> and I love her. Right. But I don't want to self-sabotage myself either. So it, the struggle was real and I grew up in Los Angeles. So being so close to Hollywood, I actually uh, casted for commercials when I was in middle school. And oh every God. time I went to an audition, the casting director would run out of their office, like so excited, like, oh my gosh, Lucy Lou's on my list. And when they see me, they're so apparently, apparently, very obviously disappointed. Oh, not the Lucy Liu. Aww. So I grew up with this notion that I'm always going to be nobody. You know, I'm not as good as someone else. And I, I believe as a woman, we've always felt that way at some point in our life where where we felt we disappointed others or where we felt we're not just not as good compared to someone else. And it's true because you just do not, you just simply do not see another Julia Roberts out there, right? It's just not possible. So that was my biggest hindrance in life. However, through a decade of personal development, I turned that around and made that my biggest asset. Now I really embrace the fact that my, my name is Lucy Liu and I think to shatter that limiting belief, I started my own podcast, The Lucy Lou Show, just calling it my name and not caring about what other people will think, you know, if I'm using her name or, you know, none of that self-sabotaging talk. I'm just here. If I help the life of one listener, I've done my job to contributing to a better world. And I hope by being here, I um, inspire you you to shatter one of your limiting beliefs as well. 
Oh, I love that. And don't we have so many of them? I mean, it's like <laughs> where do we start? <laughs> so I'm really attra attracted to you talking about these bold moves that you've made. And I will say it's very, it's very, it's interesting. You know, when you think about marketing, you think about communication, what are the things that draw our attention? And when I hear bold moves, I go, Ooh, tell me more. So I'm going to ask you to share another one, if you would, that, and, and I would think about this in, from the perspective of what would you say is the boldest move that you've made that was the most uncomfortable to make, but you did it anyway. Well, you know what, now as a speaker and coach on the topic of confidence myself, I actually have very few memories of not speaking up confidently or not making bold moves when I feel I should. However, you know, to, to elaborate on my story earlier, I used to make restaurant reservations under my mom's name because I was always shy of using my own name. Oh, really? So, yes, because, you know, I live in Los Angeles. So when I make restaurant re reservations at really fancy restaurants, I used to feel shy and not confident to just say I'm Lucy Liu because I'm afraid they think it's a celebrity. So it's, yeah. So I would say I really wish I had been more I guess, confident in that version of me, knowing that, hey, it is me. But now, of course, I embody this version of me. I love being Lucy Liu. And it's why I live. It's, it's my drive. It's my passion to <laughs> share with that. And because I think very, very few people don't have a problem with something about their life, right? It could be your name is too hard to pronounce, too long, too short, too common. It could be anything. We we always have these, you know, spirals in our head about something in our life that we're not happy with. And if you focus on that, that grows because whatever we focus on grows, right? Mm -hmm. So that problem becomes bigger, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, I will share a bold move and I would love to know if there what is one that you would like to share with us that was something that was uncomfortable. But for me, uh, you may remember this last fall, excuse me, last July, I quit my corporate job and I don't think that's a big deal. This is what I think is interesting. And it's kind of what you alluded to it made me think of this when you were talking about you have so many Sometimes it's hard to think, well, is that really bold? Or maybe to other people it's bold because like a lot of us, we wonder, well, what is unique about me? Because I always tell people to introduce yourself in a way where you show something unique. You say something personal, professional, and unique about you. And a lot of people go, but I can't think of anything unique. And I think we all have something unique, but it doesn't feel unique to us. So I bring this up because I was talking with somebody on another podcast where I was being interviewed and we were talking about, well, what, what makes a person interesting? And she said, Karen, and it kind of took her saying it back to me. She goes, leaving your corporate job after 14 years at 52 years old to me seems like a bold move. <laughs> and It was interesting because I thought, well, I didn't really think it was bold. It's just, you know, the next adventure in my life. 
And yet I think that's also a good reminder to me. I just wanted to bring that up about how often we don't see ourselves as either unique or we think what we've done is not that big of a deal. And yet we have to celebrate these moments where we've taken these steps and we have stepped into courage or confidence that we didn't necessarily even maybe think that we had before. So I just, I just had to share that because I think a lot of times we don't, we don't think that. So I am curious from your perspective, is there anything that you've done that to you didn't seem like a big deal, but somebody else, or maybe multiple people said, Oh my gosh, Lucy, that's incredible. (laughs) Absolutely. I really resonate with what you just said, because when I first started coaching and, you know, I hear all these amazing stories from other coaches and gurus. I'm like, wow, they're so amazing. Their life is so full of like decked out with amazing, I mean, even dramatic stories, they become amazing transformations that they can talk about. And I used to feel like I have no, absolutely no story to tell, (laughs) you know, and us as time progressed, and I realized that there are so many stories in all of us that if we look for them, right, if we just look for the lessons we've learned along the way, and pretty much every event in our life can become a story, because we can always learn from them, if we choose to, Mm -hmm. for example, you know, after I started being guesting on other podcasts, I realized, yeah, I do have stories to tell, because, you know, depending on the topic, I can pick up different topics relating to my story. I'm like, aha, aha. Yeah, I do have these stories. For example, I dropped myself out of high school with straight A's. Usually we hear people talk about dropping out of high school because, uh, you know, for other reasons, but I was, I was the hustler. I felt like I was behind. I needed to rush myself through life that I wanted to get to where I am faster. So even though I had straight A's, um, I didn't feel like I was good enough. So I actually took something, well, we have in California called the California proficiency exam. So that was about sophomore year of my high school. And I got this little piece of paper that can get me into a community college I rushed through life. I transferred myself to UCLA when my peers were um, freshmen. I was already my third year in college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So on the outside, it felt like I was making a bold move. I was, you know, ahead, but yet internally, I still wasn't happy. I wasn't aligned, right? I interned at the most prestigious financial office in um, in LA, and my boss were managing funds for uh, million dollar uh, assets like celebrities, A listers. I know I would be okay financially, but I wasn't happy. So actually, then I made another bold move to give all that up. So I was an econ major and my life had, I I guess I didn't use any of that. (laughs) I become a business owner and now I'm coaching. So I, I, I just think go with your, your purpose in life, right? Go with your instincts, do what align with your values and priorities 
you know, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to live your life. I always say it's okay. Okay. Whatever you want, how you design to live your life, there's no right or wrong. It's your mm-hmm. life and you get to decide what you do with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I took many bald moves after all, but you know, in the process until I really examined those events, I felt like my life was boring. I have no stories to tell. And then, but then we all actually do. It just depends on how you look at those stories. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You are the author of this book and how do you want to write your story? That makes all the difference. And it's all by choice, by your choice. Oh, that's really powerful. So often we forget that we have the freedom of self-agency. <laughs> like <laughs> we actually have the power to choose. And in fact, I, I tell this story about years ago now where I couldn't decide about this guy that I wanted to be with. And I'm married to him now. But I remember my therapist said, well, what do you want? And I said, well, I don't know what Chris wants yet. And the therapist goes, no, but seriously, what? who cares what Chris wants? What do you want? And that was such a, a aha for me. And it, it's, it's sad that it took me that long to have that moment, but I'm really glad that I had that moment at all because I realized, wow, that's been a big part of my challenge. Most of my life is that I grew up thinking that a man has to decide for me or some authority figure, because basically my dad was the man and the authority figure. And I wanted to share that because for anybody potentially listening, it's, it's really amazing to me how often we put ourselves in this prison without even realizing it. And sometimes it takes that external person to go, you have the power to choose. You can actually say it. And then at the same time, I was dealing with, wow, this is really scary to choose on an emotional level to make a choice because what if he doesn't want me? And then how will I feel then? And I think so often people tend to also decide on something because they think that's better for the other person or they don't want to disappoint someone. So those things are, are very intriguing to me. And have you heard of Viktor Frankl, by the way, Lucy? No, I haven't. Because that, the, um, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, and he was a Holocaust survivor. And I wanted to bring it up because I'm, I know there's lots of people that haven't heard of him, but his, he was so fascinating because when he was in the concentration camps, he made a decision that I am not going to stay here. I'm going to survive. I'm going to get out of here. Unfortunately, his family did not, but he did. And he is well known for talking about like if you Google anything related to stimulus and response, you'll see his name because it's that whole, there's, there's a space between a stimulus and a response. And we have the power to choose that. And what's so cool about his story is that he did survive. And he specifically said they could force me to do stuff that I didn't want to do. They could yell at me or whatever, but he said, no one could control my ability to choose my response or how I thought. And given that you talk a lot about limiting beliefs, and that is something that you coach people on, I would love to hear a story or an example of one of your clients or yourself of, uh, I mean, you already touched on it yourself, but is there another example around a limiting belief and how you helped that person get beyond it? 
Well, let's start with myself. So another limiting belief that I had all my life is that being a ch- uh, an immigrant child, my English isn't good enough. So mm. even though I got straight A's in English class, even though I got myself through a prestigious, you know, somewhat good college, yeah. I still feel that my English isn't good enough. And even I, now? Yes, even now. I think there's a subtle, uh, you know, a, a deeper down layer where I feel like, oh, you know, the grammar is wrong there. You know, I, I could have said, I could, you know, I could have used a better wording here. So I think that's why I love doing what I do, because I feel like I, when I talk the talk, I need to walk the walk. So I get to constantly look for my own limiting beliefs to shatter. And I think it's one of the most fun parts of life now (laughs) that I enjoy doing. And that's why I do what I do, because even though I think I'm not good enough or you know my English isn't good enough I still get to be a coach I still get to be a speaker I get to you know I I co-authored in two books last year I I'm an author I'm a best-selling author I'm a paid speaker so you know it doesn't even even matter if you have these limiting beliefs and that just proves that that those limiting beliefs have nothing to do with what you can accomplish. It's so true. So true. Oh my gosh. I love your energy, Lucy. It's so fun. fun. Okay. Let's talk about mistakes. What is an example of perhaps one of your biggest mistakes or the one that really stands out and how did you recover? So since we're talking about confidence here, Let's just go with that, not embodying the confident version of me. So when I first started coaching, it took me about, I would say, three months to think of a name of my business. And obviously, I had no clients, right? Because all I did was think about what I'm going to call my coaching business. (laughs) So that was my biggest mistake. And, you know, after three months, I'm like, hey, you know, this you know, forget what am I doing? I'm just going to embody the confident version of me. It's just Lucy Liu LLC, right? Lucy Liu coaching. It's just me. And if I show up as me, people are just going to love me. And guess what? When I, you know, put on my website, lucyliucoaching.com, <laughs> indeed, that's when I had my first couple of clients, right? I so, love it. And I think it's something I've seen with many of my clients as well. They have dreams hidden for one year, two year, or even 10 years. And I think the biggest problem is they're seeking validation. And Mm -hmm. I think many of us do because we're always seeking external validation. We have this idea inside of us, but we're, we're, we're so afraid to let it out until someone validates our idea. But unfortunately, unless you're working with a coach who's cheering you on, many of the people around you are not going to validate your idea. They're going to shatter your ideas. And guess what? Because you don't have the same goals. You don't have, you don't Mm -hmm. share the same values and priorities and goals and visions of life. So of course, they would not share the same energy as you. And in turn, that's why I really encourage everyone to get a coach and work on your goals because then your coach would share the same vision as you. Mm, that's really great. Yeah, it's isn't it so important to be aligned? 
<laughs> with vision. I mean, boy. Well, drop us into the moment when you made a decision to start your business. I would love to to hear that. Well, actually, so after I left my uh, finance career, I actually moved. Oh, that's another bold move. I moved to Asia um, with oh my, my boyfriend at the time. I married to him. He's a Taiwanese. So I, I moved to Taiwan, a country I've never been to. Another more bold move. Um, we worked for his family business, and then we started our own business. And to be honest, I never knew coaching was a career. Hmm. I always felt like speaking was just non-existent in my life, right? Uh, being an author, not, never thought about that. And I think everything really started, I would say, when I first realized that coaching was a career. Well, I do believe it's more than a, a career. It's actually a calling. Oh, like I like purpose. that. I, I definitely feel called to do this for the rest of my life until my take, I take my last breath. But I would say I definitely confidently showed up on my first podcast interview as a guest. I oh. remember my palms were sweaty. My you know, my heart was racing. I was so nervous. And it was only for a really short 10 minute audio interview that was pre-questioned. So I oh, got wow. really lucky, but yeah, I was still so nervous for this interview. And then when I got off of that very first interview, I was just, my eyes opened. I, I think my life lit up by then. I'm like, I love this. I, I would love oh. to do this for a living. Right. So we, we were so, I was, I was having trouble sleeping for like three days, right? <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, it, it just lit light up my life. And that okay. led to me starting my podcast. And that led me to wanting to speak and um, guesting on dozens of interviews. And it led me to meeting amazing people that led to my co-authoring opportunities. So it's really, I feel like, if you're looking for opportunities, they're always there instead of finding excuses to, you know, not live your life. Wow. Wow. Isn't that the truth? Wow. Beautiful wisdom. I love it. Well, what advice? Well, two, two questions, twofold. What's the best advice you've ever been given? We'll start there. And then I'd love to ask what advice you have for others, but I'll reframe that when we're done with this. <laughs> okay, so let's start with the best piece of advice I got that I took in and I actually it's my life motto now. And it's there's always a way. Mm. When you truly believe it down to your core. Um, I mean, I believe it to every bone of my life. It's like flowing in my blood. You know, it's carved on my bones. It's in every fiber of my being, like that's how hard I believe that there is always a way so that, you know, that keeps me positive and that keeps me perspective it, because life is all about perspective. For example, when COVID hit, uh, yes, anxiety hit, but because I truly believe there is always a way, I know there's light at the end of the tunnel right? Because when we're in a tunnel, it's dark. Yeah, you can't see over the next bend. It sucks. But if you truly believe 
there's light at the end of the tunnel. You just keep your headlight on and you just go with the bends, the curbs, you know, the ups and downs of this tunnel and it will get you to your destination. Hmm, that's a beautiful analogy. I like that part about the twists and turns. <laughs> I don't think about a tunnel being twisting and turning, but you're right. It is so good. Well, what advice would you give to a woman listening who is doubting herself right now and really wants to have more confidence, but isn't sure how to do it? Hmm. Well, then I would love to pass this motto to you as well. That believe there is a way. And on top of that, believe that blessings are coming. Mm-hmm. Believe that once you get out of this tunnel, once you see light, not only are you at your destination, that you're, you're going to have oozes of joy and abundance and blessings ahead. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. Well, what else? haven't, what have I not asked you that you would like to me to ask, or that you would like to share? Well, why don't I share my favorite quote? Yes, um, please. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a present. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Love it. Yes. Um, tell, tell us what that means to you. Oh, actually, it means so much because it it can work on any topic, right? Mm-hmm. You can think of it as confidence, mm-hmm. live in the moment now, enjoy this moment, whatever you're doing, just live it. It can mean mindfulness, you know, spending, uh, for example, the holidays coming up, right? Spending time with your family is going to be so much more important than any home decor, cooking, you know, the little details in, in Christmas, in the holidays that overwhelm us are, you know, they're not even important, right? Commodities of friendship and just, just being present. That's the best gift at of all because years down the road, no one's going to remember what you cooked, what you, you know, what gift ex- <laughs> extravagant gift it's you so bought true. them. But, but you being present with your family, you just being there, that's the greatest gift of all. Oh, that's so beautiful, Lucy. <sighs> Did you have another quote? <laughs> <laughs> like, what else have you got? <laughs> There are so many. I, 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 I know I asked my guests for their favorite quote and I'm just like, oh gosh, there's just too many amazing quotes. And I think that's what we need to fill ourselves with positive quotes. Right. I'm really a quote person. I think um, reading these positive quotes and affirmations and um, journaling your gratitudes and journaling your wins that all makes us more confident. And it, I, I believe confidence is the absolute foundation of a beautiful life. It's the pillars of your business. It's the pillars of your, of your life. And you just cannot live life without confidence. And anything else you want in life, you want more joy, your happiness, you want more life purpose, you want to be resilient. And that all starts with being confident and knowing that you have the power 
like you said, you are the self agency that you have the power to do exactly what you put yourself out there to do. Amen. I think that's a great place to end. It is so true. Well, Lucy, it's been such a pleasure to talk with you again, and I'd love to have you share where we can reach you. Absolutely. Come say hello on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere at the same handle, M-S-L-U-C-Y-L-I-U. That's Miss Lucy Liu. And I'm at LucyLiuCoaching.com. And check out my podcast, The Lucy Liu Show. It's a weekly filling station, very short episodes for your mind, business, and life. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Lucy, for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yay. Yay. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence.